0: Hello and welcome to the Moonshine Moonshot podcast. This is where we're going to be discussing the seemingly impossible and how to make it possible. Uh, We're going to be talking about impact and unpacking what that means and also just how to move humanity forward. I'm Sue Collins and this is my co-host Mike Hill.
1: Yeah, so Moonshot, what's Moonshot all about? It goes right back to when JFK said we must go to the moon within a decade in the 60s. And made it happen. So it's about taking those big, impossible dreams and unpacking them and figuring out how you can actually make them happen. So what we're going to be talking about today is messaging and making an impact. And that's something that you and I have about a decade's worth of experience in.
0: Yeah, that's right. And so um, through our conversation today, hopefully everyone listening will be able to take home some great ideas about how to actually get their people on board with their big mission and how to move their dreams forward.
1: That's right, and I guess that takes us back to how we get started on our projects. So for background, we run a film production company that specialises specifically in making films that make an impact. So making an impact and figuring out how to make an impact through communications is our day-to-day. So maybe we should start with what sets that process going in most instances.
0: Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, projects can come about, as you know, in all different ways, shapes, forms. Somebody has a big idea and then uh, it's communicated. Sometimes it's our big idea and sometimes somebody's come to us with a big idea, which is also exciting. Um, and then we have a look at what that idea actually means and who might want to be involved in it. And then we need to figure out why you would explore that idea and what ultimately what the outcome you're looking for is. So the moonshot for that project. And then once you know what you're shooting for, then unfolds all the process and strategy around how do you do that? How do you actually take that idea and get to that end goal?
1: Well, maybe we should start with that idea of a moonshot because it is actually the first step in most strategic communications planning. There's a lot of literature out there about this stuff, uh, but mostly it does start with that. Sometimes it's called the broad goal. We're calling it the moonshot. Some people call it the BHAG, the big, hairy, ambitious goal. So that is the long-term goal, the thing that you want to do that changes the world. So having a really clear Broad goal is or moonshot is absolutely critical, and it's often the starting point for people thinking about their strategic comms.
0: Yeah, that's right. And so I think once you've got a bit of a consensus around what you're trying to achieve, um, then you need to kind of get everyone in the room and talking about some really key areas to really get everyone focused. So perhaps we could break down what those core sort of topics that you need to to nut out as a group to get everyone on the same page?
1: Look, some are pretty obvious and almost everyone's going to get to them. Uh, Things like audience, who's your audience, who's the demographic, uh, are they gender skewed, what age range are we communicating to, uh, what do they look like, you know, in terms of um, socioeconomically, really importantly, how do they consume media? The other thing that most people come to really quickly is the call to action. What are we asking people to do? What's the action that they can take to get towards that moonshot goal? However, there are some elements uh, of strategic communications planning that are often overlooked, and I think that they are equally important. One, for example, would be who is the decision maker? Because that is not always exactly the same as your audience.
0: Yeah, that's a really interesting point and um, I guess we should also clarify when we're talking about these really big goals and projects, the goals and projects that we generally work on are visual communications projects, so meaning documentary films, factual content, um, short films for online but also wrapped around that is a whole lot of other um, activities and um, communications so we're talking about visual communications projects but I think the principles around audience and messaging and the strategies we're going to unpack here are pretty true to any kind of project that you need to sort of figure out who you're talking to and why you're talking to them and that does bring us back to the decision maker if you have a project that has an ultimate goal of changing government policy or is the ultimate goal that you want to get every house in your neighbourhood to have solar power. It doesn't really matter what the goal is. You've got to figure out who's got to do what for that goal to become a reality.
1: Yeah, so let's take those examples. If you want to get policy change, your decision makers are going to be politicians and policy makers and bureaucrats who work in the public service. Um, and often they're not the easiest people to get your message through to. So you can start unpacking that strategically and thinking about, well, I know we've got to get after ex-minister. How could we communicate so that it's going to be in the radar of his uh, partner, spouse, daughter or son, so that they're going to be talking about around the household table. It's, it's socialising the idea with the decision maker. If it's solar panels on houses in your neighbourhood, you've probably got decision makers like your local government. Um, And that's going to be really important to think about how are we going to get them to see it? Because you might have a broad uh, publicity or social media strategy. Doesn't necessarily mean those decision makers are going to see it unless you take that extra step, host a screening, for example.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's exactly right. So, um, yeah, who are they and how do you get to them? Yeah, absolutely, and that's what you unpack in in um, in your know, defining your audience and defining who the decision makers
1: are. I mean, how many times have we hosted screenings of our films in seats of power, like Parliament House in Australia?
0: Oh yeah, uh, I think three to four times now. Actually, um, they they can be hosted by at, at you know Canberra, Parliament House, Canberra, but also in local parliament as well in um, Victoria and State Parliament.
1: Yeah, that's right. I mean. Uh, We've hosted screenings in, you know, the federal government, in state governments and all around the world. Our films have been screened in these types of places. Why? Because you know that the decision makers are going to see it. So tip one, decision makers, think about them, break it down and uh, think about creative ways that you can get in front of them.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't have to be as big and um, audacious as, you know, the... The Australian government, Your, it could be your, your local minister or it could be local council. It really depends on what the project is as to who ultimately can make that decision. And it could be the principal of your kid's primary school. You know, you've just got to figure out who ultimately needs to make the decision?
1: Yeah, we did something I thought that was pretty successful recently where we hosted a screening in Federation Square in Melbourne. Um, And for anyone who's been to Melbourne, they're going to know this place. It's like the Times Square of our city. And we hosted uh, a screening on, you know, the big screen in the middle of the town square. Uh, And we invited the decision makers that we were trying to engage with to come and speak. And, of course, it's in a big public venue. Uh, So a lot of them showed up and it made a really big difference in the end.
0: Yeah, that's right. And then you can do all kinds of other things like getting the media engaged, particularly if it's at a um, high profile venue like Fed Square, the media are interested in it, what's going on, it gets quite a buzz. So um, that sort of moves into other areas of the strategy, you know, how are you going to get the message out there? How are you going to promote it? Um, But we might be getting a little bit ahead of ourselves.
1: I think, you know, you can go any which way. It can be a non-linear process, strategic communications planning. It doesn't need to be by the numbers. I think you just need to give thought to a lot of these different topics. So we might dive in and out of a few different ones. Another one that I think is really important but is so often overlooked is the worldview of the person Mm -hmm. that you are reaching out to and trying to communicate with. And that's linked really closely with what we sometimes call their core concern. What is it about what we're communicating that resonates with them as an individual, as a human?
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. And worldview is sometimes a little bit tricky to figure out because it really does come back to what you were talking about before with demographics, socioeconomic groups, um, where people live, what schools their kids go to. All of these things really inform what's important to them and what they're looking for, the age as well, you know. People in their 20s are not going to have the same worldview as somebody in their 50s necessarily. Um, so you really have to explore all of those elements to be able to figure out a worldview.
1: Sometimes that worldview is quite diverse and it's okay to have diversity within your audience groups of worldview. And this is why the core concern is really important because that's a more universal idea or theme um, that's gonna resonate more broadly through different people with different worldviews. So it might be about uh, protecting your children, might be the core concern or uh, making sure that you know, we're doing the best for our future, uh, or safeguarding against a potential threat, uh, or creating opportunity that doesn't currently exist. So there's yeah. going to be there's going to be those types of threads that are running through your communications.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So if you look at a really really big topic that's impacting us all at the moment, it's the debate about climate change, and the worldview of all the people who are, you know, on board with Greta and, and really gunning for governments to really take yeah, chill action. out, man. It doesn't matter. Yeah, chill out, man. It doesn't matter what age though they are in that demographic because they all share this vision, this mission to, to make the world uh, a healthier, safer environment so that our kids...
1: And what's the core concern? Survival. Yeah. Uh, not destroying our planet. Um, safeguarding our future for our future generations. So those things can cut through be, through a whole bunch of different worldviews, in my opinion. They're, and that's what you're really going for, that big theme at the heart of your communication um, that perfectly aligns with your moonshot broad goal, uh, but also relates to your call to action and what you're actually asking people to do after they receive your communication. Because of course, you know, we, the days of passively consuming content are largely gone. Most of the time now, particularly when we're consuming content uh, online or through social media, we just don't want to just sit there you know, in a coma and kind of have it wash over us. We want to be moved. We want it to improve us or um, help us to understand the world better and how we can contribute.
0: Yeah, that's right. I mean, it depends if you're binging on Netflix or you're actually <laughs> wanting, wanting to turn your brain on instead of off um, as to what you try to achieve out of consuming content. But both, both of those examples, you know, um, will have a call to action for the audience, whether it's watch the next episode or pick up, you know, pick up your phone and subscribe to a mailing list. Like they, there's always some kind of way to motivate the audience to take a next step
1: yeah and for me that's almost a daytime nighttime scenario and everyone's individual biorhythms are going to be different i want to binge on netflix you know on video on demand uh like amazon prime and at night you know i just want to switch off and escape but during the day i want to be engaged and you know i'm trying to improve myself during those daytime hours so that's going to also inform the type of communication you're doing is it passive or is it active? And if it's active, it becomes a call and response with your audience really.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So now we've sort of touched on um, a few different areas around the strategic planning. So we've talked about defining your audience. We've talked about picking your ultimate end goal. We've talked about who the decision makers are to get to that end goal. We've also um, now touched on the call to action. Sometimes the call to action I find doesn't necessarily come straight away it there might be a whole range of calls to action and it's a little tricky to know which one you want your audience to do and there might actually be a few different calls to action because in the initial launch phase you might be just trying to build an email list just trying to get your audience to connect so that you can actually communicate more back to them or Further into it, you might be wanting them to do a lot more sharing and commenting and liking, or you might be wanting them to host a screening if it's a film, or you might be wanting them to uh, write letters to local ministers. So the calls to action can actually shift and transition depending on what the project is and what you're trying to do.
1: Yeah, One of the biggest mistakes can be looking for that silver bullet communication, the one thing that cuts through and does everything. And that's why we've got this guy on the table, you know, because that's what you end up looking Can you tell me
0: about that? Because I don't know what a Goomba statue
1: is. You know, a Goomba's an unhappy dude. And you're going to be an unhappy dude if you're trying to find a silver bullet way to communicate everything in one hit. You know, versioning. We are... uh, in the business of versioning, and I think everyone needs to be, right? You need to have different versions of your message because we're consuming content really differently in different places. Yeah, You need different durations. You also need different calls to actions depending on where you're putting them. Uh, we're also living in a very multicultural world, so we need language versions often, yeah, um, you know, and accessibility versions, so that we can reach the broadest audience. So you're not gonna end up with just one thing, and that's okay, it's about understanding why each asset that you're producing, each piece of communication makes sense within a broader strategy, and moves you that one step closer to your moonshot.
0: Yeah, that's, yeah absolutely. So coming back to the moonshot, uh, when we're talking strategic planning, have we covered the core elements or I feel like we might be missing one?
1: Oh, look, there's a lot in there. You know, you're often talking about messages, obviously. So Mm -hmm. that's one that's easy to overlook, but it's such a critical one. Breaking down what the key messages are in your communication. What are we trying to impart? Often people can come to that pretty quickly. I love starting with the messages in this process because they often are sort of, you know, uh, close at hand. Uh, But what I find really interesting is when you overlay that with messengers, because often people don't think about who is the best person to carry this message to get my point across. Mm. And that's where it's really great to have done the profiling on your decision maker and your audience, because you often want your messenger to relate to their experience yeah
0: this is a really really good point because yeah who who I would respond to giving me a message is going to be totally different to who would respond who you would respond to so um, yeah it is really important to think about that in relation to your audience and and who they want to get their information from
1: there's one big exception normally we like hearing messages from people like us except with politicians because no one wants to hear a message from a politician especially another politician you know so you got to think about who are they going to listen to you know it's uh, well, going to be about Twitter, yeah, <laughs> yeah and it's going to be about the voters isn't it and it's going to be about demographically who they're really trying to attract at that given point in time
0: yeah that's um that's right and so yeah i i think that's um There's a lot we've covered here in uh, this short period of time and probably we need to go quite a lot deeper for a lot of people to really um, be able to extract what they need from this conversation. So absolutely encourage everyone to send in their questions so that we can uh, know what you want to hear more about in future episodes.
1: Yeah, you know, reach out, get in touch. Uh, We're here, we're on social media, we're on LinkedIn, we're accessible, we're out there in the world. Our website Moonshine Agency has a lot of great useful knowledge base and material around this stuff. Yeah,
0: so um, I think the key things that I would say today, if you're planning your big moonshot project, I would absolutely recommend you get the, the key people in your team in a room together and you spend a, at least an hour or two right, right up front. Spending that time is gonna be absolutely set your roadmap to actually achieve that dream that you've got. And you wanna be talking about who's the audience Who's the messenger? Are the audience ready to receive that message? Uh, the, that's all forming part of the strategy, so talking about um, the call to action, um, who you need to get to do what. And then how are you going to actually tell that story to them? How are the audience going to actually consume that story? And that's when you can get into the more creative process around actually creating
1: a story to tell. Now, good luck. I hope this has helped you out with your strategic communications planning. And we'll see you next time.
0: Yeah, and we'd love it if you could help us out. So if you'd like to write a review or um, subscribe to this podcast or um, our YouTube channel, please do. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next time. Ciao. Ciao.